I just got a little um, like <laughs> spurt of fear. <laughs> like, you act like we're alive every time. I know. <laughs> it's because it's the caffeine that gets me. It takes me, it's, I'm like right at the edge of like. Look alive. No, no, yes, no. I feel like a squirrel. <laughs> yep. Okay. Wow. Hello, everyone. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. What the fuck do they do? Horton Hears a Who? Oh, haven't seen it. What? Oh my God, it's so cute. Shocking, I know. I love Horton Here's a Who. I heard it's very cute and very, very good message there. It is. So are you ready for this? I don't know what this entails. I didn't tell you. I didn't even like hint to you what it is. So I'm going to ask you. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to save that till the end. Um, (laughs) No, save that till the end. My worst nightmare. Well, I don't want you to get the fucking wrong idea from the beginning because this whole episode isn't about what I wanted to start with just now. So it'll be at the end. But okay, so Uh, Mm -hmm. here we go. Yippee. Oh, okay. Yes. I hate, I hate this. Like I can never (laughs) figure out if I want to say what the topic is first and then get into it. Let it linger. God damn it. <laughs> it's too much. Well, we're thinking. still all in suspense, so. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We keep stopping and starting and starting. <laughs> it's like, ready, jump. One, two, three. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> this is why I can never um, fucking skydive. <laughs> oh, my. I know. Or do anything like that. Are we going on two? Two or three? <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, never. One, two, Goodbye. <laughs> okay okay here we go i'm just gonna jump in okay in the united states national park system alone there are more than 84 million acres or 340,000 square kilometers of preserved woods deserts mountains and other wilderness So it's no surprise that in the past 100 years, there have been a number of cases of hikers going missing. Many of those who vanished were young children and inexperienced hikers, but some were healthy and seasoned outdoors people. So is there more to these disappearances than just kids wandering off or hikers becoming disoriented? Today, I'm going to tell you about some of these missing people, and later, we're going to talk about what could possibly have happened to them. Ooh. So, here we go. First off, we have Bessie and Glenn Hyde. So, they were honeymooning in North Arizona at the Grand Canyon when they vanished. Uh, they were traveling down the Colorado River uh, by Scow. A wide-beamed sailing dinghy. Let me see what that looks like. Oh, it's just a fucking sailboat. <laughs> what the fuck? I wouldn't have known. I know. You, strange. I didn't know that you could go down those, down 
like in the Grand Canyon, one of these. Well, that was also hmm. okay. Well, that was in October of 1928. So maybe you can't oh, do that anymore. It's probably all dry. Um, why? Because water dries after a while if it doesn't have a. I don't know anything about that area, so I don't even mind. I'm speaking. If there's no more boats down there, but if there are still boats down there, cool. That's pretty neat. Okay, so uh, they plan to boat through the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And Bessie would have been the first woman ever to do so successfully. Uh, Glenn had run tough rivers before, but Bessie was a boating newbie. The couple ran across other boaters a few weeks before their disappearance who said that they got the feeling that Bessie wanted to turn back, but Glenn was pushing her on. So if they completed the trip successfully, they could go on a paid lecture tour. So this trip was more than just for fun. There was money at stake. And of course, Glenn would be like, bitch, we're going. And so then cut to several months later, the Hyde's boat was discovered that winter, seemingly undisturbed. It was upright and full of supplies, but the couple was gone. So there are many theories about what happened to the Hyde's. Um, Did they disembark and try a too difficult side hike? Did they have an argument that turned violent or were they abducted? So there are conflicting reports about what happened to the Hydes and more than one uh, Bessie Hyde sighting in the years that followed. I guess I should have looked up more about that part, but I didn't. <laughs> That's always freaky. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? All their shit was still there. Maybe they just got plucked out of the water by a bear or something. Oh, or they fell in. Yeah. Could have. If there's some, anything rough or some kind of rocks that they might have run into, currents or something. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> they just went missing like that. Yes. Without oh. a sign. Huh? Without a sign of anything, of any kind of, no scratches on the boat or anything. Yeah. Like, oh, they went through some kind of rough terrain. Anywho. <clears throat> In 1938, four-year-old Alfred Bill Hartz was vacationing with his family in Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. And his parents were watching him carefully as they went out for a quick hike near a river. Then, without warning or a trace, he vanished. And it is among one of the strangest disappearances in national parks. He was Mm -hmm. only feet away from his family, and then he was just gone. Mm Mm-mm. A six-mile search of the area that he disappeared in showed nothing. However, dogs were able to trace his scent 500 feet uphill from where he vanished. The only problem was that there were no footprints and no Alfred to be seen. Stranger, the dogs that traced the scent seemed to be confused by what they were smelling. And then they quickly lost the scent. So mm-hmm. once the dogs chased the scent uphill, the two they began to like cock their heads and like look nervous and shit. Mm-hmm. And they both ended up just lying down on the ground, unable to go any further on the trail. I wonder if they were scared mm-hmm. of something. Yeah, that doesn't sound I mean, because they know what they're doing, those dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, That's something weird. 
Alarmingly, some hikers who were walking six miles away from where, where Alfred disappeared claimed that they saw a young boy in a particularly particularly dangerous and difficult to reach rock outcropping called the devil's nest. I don't understand why everything that is like super fucking difficult is like devil something. Devil's kettle? Devil's kettle. I just watched that the other day again. I'm about to rewatch it too. I started in and then I was like, I wait for another time. <clears throat> I love it. Mm-hmm. You, that's when we became friends. It is. Well, we were already friends, but you're like, well, come over. I have it. And I was like, me? <laughs> the first time <laughs> we hung out. Yep. Anywho, Devil's <clears throat> Nest sounds like a scary, terrifying cave. Yes. Perfect for a child to play inside of. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it was really hard to fucking get to, so they don't know how the fuck. But any- okay, so then they see him. But they'd only seen him for a minute after this was like after he disappeared. So there's no way that he could have like gotten all the way the fuck up there so quickly after he vanished. But anyways, so they claim that they that the boy that they saw seemed dazed and upset, but then appeared to be jerked back by an unknown force. No, ew. And they didn't go up there to go see? No! And then they didn't even fucking, like, when that happened, they didn't think to tell anyone. They told somebody hours later. (laughs) They were like, well, that's a lost cause. Yeah, they were like, oh, that was weird. And then just kept fucking walking. Well, it is 1938, so, I mean, they can't helicopter up to him or whatever. Yeah, I guess not. Damn, they were just like, well, that's a loss. Yep, they're like, well. I have to take (laughs) Oh, God. Another child gone. They were like, well, I know, right? They're like, well, you all can have another one. (laughs) Well, they had fucking 11 kids other than Alfred. Oh, my gosh. The cops were like, once you can't keep track of a ma'am. Right. Slow down. They literally had them all there, too. They had a roll count every time they went to outside. Yeah, I don't know. It was how many do you count, dear? Ten. Oh my, we're missing one. We're missing one. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? I don't know. One of the smaller ones. One of the smaller <laughs> ones. Wasn't there one more boy? <laughs> See, that's when a sister wife would have been uh, necessary. Well, that's why they do the Duggars. That's why they do that shit. Yeah. The buddy mm-hmm. system. <laughs> Get a, there's a buddy system there. They're on to something. She doesn't use, um, Michelle doesn't use sister wives. She uses daughter wives. <laughs> yes, she sure does. <laughs> okay, so. Um, was like, I can only count to five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, a four-year-old boy would not reasonably or logically be able to travel six miles uphill over 3,000 3, feet on his own. Mm-mm. Even the survival specialist who, who searched for him needed specialized equipment to get up there. So, who or what grabbed little Alfred? What happened to him? We may never know. 
Alfred Bellharts was never found. And to this day, his case is one of the most unexplained and disturbingly strange disappearances in national parks to record. Oh, oh, um, oh. What if he's just a wild man living out there? What if I like to think that a nice wolf or something put him on his back and was like a lost cub and then took him up to the cave with the rest of the little cubs. And that's why there were no footprints. And that's why the, the dogs didn't want to go. That would be a nice explanation. A little jungle book action right there. Yeah. Or maybe a hawk was like, oh, perfect for my nest. And they, and then he was too big to eat. And so he's just up there. Dude, that reminds me. Just yesterday, we were watching some fucking show on Tubi that um, talked about a fucking large ass bird plucked. Mm-hmm. A, I think she was four, too. A little girl mm-hmm. and took her to her nest and fucking ate her. They found her like mutilated <gasps> and shit. Oh, it like just horrible. pecked away at her. Like it literally just oh, tore her that's, apart. That's awful. I, I was not expecting the death. I was like, what? Right. Like, oh, well, they found her and she was good. No, that that bird went all the way. Mm-hmm. That's scary. That they were like, well, it's just another little animal. What's the what's the problem? <laughs> that is terrifying. I think of that shit every time Sassy goes outside to party, right. uh, especially after watching the proposal. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. The little dog gets fucking taken up there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Oh god. Oh. I would have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Um, be throwing shit at the bird. Hell yeah, I would. Fuck. Oh my god. Ooh, that okay. The feeling that the dad got in Jeepers Creepers two when the son gets taken away. <gasps> That's the feeling I would get just watching. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. just helpless from the ground. Like, oh what the god. fuck can I even do at this point? Mm-mm. Oh my god. Oh, made myself feel gross just thinking but about then it's, it imagine getting lifted up like that i mean you wouldn't even be able to it would be scarier to make the bird let go of you because you're above you're like feet above the ground oh, yeah. you break your legs Ooh, i would rather my legs break than be pecked to death or maybe wait till the bird sets you down nice and safely and, and then, then fight it <laughs> and then beat the <laughs> shit out of it <laughs> and eat the eggs for punishment <laughs> <laughs> just fucking throw them at him like on nacho libre when he goes up to that fucking nest jeremy loves saying the answer lies steven get that corn out of my face oh my god that's the <laughs> best that movie is so good i could just keep it going Mm-mm. i believe in science <laughs> <laughs> we do not win because you are fat <laughs> and then he baptizes him yes i was just is, about to say that he was i like, made my parents watch that and they were dying laughing <laughs> my grandparents laughed their asses off too dude god oh, damn yeah. whenever uh, he baptized him i literally lost my shit yes that's me too that's my favorite part oh my god oh my did you fuck. tell them that they were the lord's cheeps <laughs> <laughs> I need to fucking Too watch good. that shit today. But my favorite part, of course, is when he's singing at the party. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good part, too. Okay. Oh, I, I can't think of it or I'll die. <laughs> but Ramses is not dancing. And then he just freaking throws the drink on him. 
He's like singing it in the form of mariachi, but it's English, and I cannot. <laughs> I do like the way. <laughs> I like whenever he's like singing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He is a genius. Happy birthday, Jack Black, because your birthday was a few days ago. Shut your mouth. Yes. Uh, which means, what is, what's his sign? If it was a few days ago, what's today? The 31st? Uh, no, today's the 1st. No, I don't know. Leo, the end of the Leo season? What no. is this? August what? Uh, it was August 27th or 28th was his birthday. He is a Virgo. Isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. I love Virgos. Anywho, okay. <clears throat> that is very messed up that that bird freaking ate that child, and I don't know what happened to little Alfred at the end. <laughs> <laughs> very nice and sweet. Okay, so in December 1946, 18-year-old college student Paula Weldon set out on Vermont's Long Trail. She was dressed for walking and not a long hike, wearing jeans, a coat, and sneakers. Her attire implied that she planned to return before dark when temperatures were supposed to dip below freezing. Weldon told her roommate that she was taking a long walk and then she never returned. Several people spotted her as she hitchhiked her way to the, the trail and walked to the trailhead. When Weldon didn't come back by dark, her roommate let the school know and the search began. Classes were suspended so students could help with the search. Jesus. The process was disorganized at first until Weldon's father called in favors from police in two surrounding states. Unfortunately, the search didn't pan out, and frustrated family and friends had their own theories about what happened to her. The area where she was hiking in Green Mountain National Forest is called by believers in the paranormal Bennington Triangle. Mm -hmm. Paranormal author Joseph A. Citro coined the term because of strange events, including UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, strange lights and, sound and sounds, and a handful of mysterious disappearances which occurred between 1945 and 1950. Paula Weldon was the second person to go missing in the area of Green Mountain National Forest during this period. So the theories could possibly be, did she run off with a boyfriend? Was she abducted or commit suicide? Does she die of exposure because of her inappropriate attire? No one has discovered her body, so her disappearance remains a mystery. <clears throat> there is a rumor that this area of the Long Trail is home to a creature called the Bennington Monster. Um, could this Sasquatch-like animal have something to do with the disappearance? Regardless of whether people think these disappearances are natural or supernatural in nature, the cases do have a few things in common. The missing tended to be alone when they disappeared or separated from their group by at least 50 yards. Bad weather and chaotic, disorganized searches are also a running theme in these cases. Mm -hmm. Not good, not good at all. Had you heard of the Bennington Triangle before? No. I hadn't either. Hmm. It's interesting. Jeez. How old was she again? She was 18. In what year again? 1946. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe she's in a tree. Oh, interesting. That would be so creepy if there was just a skeleton up in the tree. Stop it. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> uh, actually, isn't there some... There's something that I've seen. The last thing I remember of a body being found in a tree was the Dilatov Pass. That was it. No. Mm. Some. Oh, it was an episode of Bones. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, actually, I don't remember if it was Bones or if it was this. I think it was this actually. Hold on, we'll find out. Another one. Okay. <laughs> so hold on, let me look real quick before I. Um... Some of those trees are tall as hell. You wouldn't even know to look for bodies up there if somebody climbed up there for safety or what have you. Hmm. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's like a safety rule. Like if you need to escape weather or like uh, a bear or something, climb up a tree and tie yourself to it, and you'll be safe there because trees are pretty strong. Yeah, but can't bears climb trees? <clears throat> I know you're all tied to it, and it's on its way up, and then you're like struggling you're to like, undo the yes. Dot. I heard this in a podcast. Perfect idea. (laughs) Don't listen to me. (laughs) I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. The bear's like, oh, thank you. You've prepared my meal. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Tied to a rope. Oh, shish kebab. God damn it. Oh, I did read it for this for the shit that I was looking up, whatever, I did read it. There was a guy who was found tied in a tree, but or I'm pretty sure he was hung or something. Mm. And But people were saying, like, that they had already searched that area where they found him, and, like, his body was, like, swaying in the way. I don't – why the fuck – like, I just vaguely remember that. It literally feels like a dream. Oh. I don't know. I read it somewhere, but anyways, yeah, there was a fucking his. There was a skeleton in a tree like that. Spooky. So in 1966, six-year-old Larry Jeffrey disappeared near the peak of 12,000 foot or 3,650 meter uh, Mount Charleston in Humboldt Tyobi National Forest, just a short drive from Las Vegas. The search began immediately after the boy wandered away from his brothers, and within days, the National Guard and a team of bloodhounds had joined the search. In a TV interview, David Polides told reporter George Knapp, who also hosts the Coast to Coast AM radio show, that there were no predators afoot that day. How he knows that, I'm not sure, but anyways... And since uh, the area they were in was pretty secluded, it's easy to rule out any abduction by car. This boy just walked into oblivion, Polides said. When Jeffrey disappeared, he was wearing light clothing and authorities were doubtful that he would survive the cold temperatures at night. 
Searchers found and lost the trail a few times, and they discovered evidence that the boy had been eating insects and foraging berries along the way. Ooh. Overall, around 1,000 people searched for 16 days, but never found him. Wow. That is really sad. Yeah. He tried so hard. I know. Oh, he had the will, the willpower to try. I wouldn't even have fucking tried to eat bugs or forage <gasps> berries. You would have just said, well, it was a good run. Well, with my luck, I'd end up eating berries. Either one would kill me or two give me the worst fucking shits of my life. Shits. You yes. just dehydrate yourself within days. Yes. I, yeah, I would kill myself quicker. Than- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh. Uh, <clears throat> they might be able to find me by my shit though so <laughs> <laughs> yep a trail the stench <clears throat> is just <laughs> you are going really far with that uh, uh, but the rain would wash it away don't okay let's just say it doesn't rain you imagine it's out in the desert it's hot as fuck and you just smell the stink uh, yeah, that that's true. smells like shit then you would use it to to bring the bugs to you, and then you just trap. Ew! Them. I'm sure vultures would fucking come around and be like, "Something's dead down there." <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, buzzards! Are You're like, yeah, my much. organs. <laughs> <laughs> They're rotting inside yeah. of me. <laughs> oh dear. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> okay. In 1971, eight-year-old Douglas Legg and some of his family were heading out for a hike in the Adirondacks Forest Preserves. That's where they were when his uncle spotted poison ivy and told Legg to put on long pants to protect himself. Mm-hmm. The family's cabin was a short, straight shot from where they were, but Legg never returned. Unlike a lot of kids who had gone missing in national parks, Leg was very familiar with these woods. His family owned the cabin where they stayed and was Leg was described as a mini woodsman because they all hiked there together so often. Leg's disappearance sparked one of the Southern Adirondacks' largest search and rescue missions with more than 600 people searching the woods, but Leg left no trail. Uh. rescuers used dogs in their search some accounts described the dogs following legs sent over a 30 mile trail uh, or 48 kilometer trail uh, through difficult terrain how could a kid have traveled alone for such a distance some searchers reported seeing bear like tracks near the site while black bears do drag their prey to cover dragging someone 30 miles over difficult terrain seems unusual and the family became desperate and began suspecting each other and even their friends of abducting leg. But the police were certain that the mini woodsman had simply gotten lost and he was never found. Oh my God. Yeah. That's really sad that they started to like accuse each other and like people around yeah. them. That's whenever, you know, like, you're super desperate to find exactly it's super answers. Sad. Or there was something sketchy going or, on. Yeah. Or cannibals. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. Put that one down. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. Excellent. 
Kenny Miller was 12 in 1992, but he had the mental capacity of a four-year-old. As a result, his parents knew that they had to be careful and watch over him when they went to Yosemite National Park. Did you know that there are people that call it Yosemite? Yes, I literally just looked at it in my brain how it's spelled. I, li- I said it. say it in my brain like that all the time too, but it's yeah. I mean, I I knew what it was called before I knew how to spell it, anyways. So yeah, yeah. Yosemite. I wonder if it is pronounced different, and just white people were like, "That yeah, sounds close enough." Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't That's know. Point. <clears throat> Okay, so his parents left him to throw pebbles at a pond while they prepared dinner, taking occasional seconds to make sure that he was still where he was supposed to be. However, Kenny Miller ended up being one of the many victims to the strange disappearances in national parks. He vanished without a trace. Mm. A month later, a group of hikers found Kenny's body 1,500 feet above the area where he was last seen. And the area that he was found was notoriously inaccessible, rocky, and filled with painful bushes. Hmm. 1,500 feet above the area where he was last seen. Like, what the fuck? I would think he's following something. Oh, he could have done that. It's scary how it only takes literally a second. I know. To get that far? My goodness. So scary. I would oh, never be able to be a parent. I would constantly be in fear. Yeah. I would be one of those moms that's like. Oh, I hover. Yeah, absolutely. I'm already like that now. Like, be careful. Watch what you're doing. Don't um, do this. Be careful. <laughs> I'm just like, be careful. Be careful. Continuing mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1991, a Boy Scout went on his first overnight camping trip with his church in the San Bernardino National Forest. 12-year-old Jared Negrette described in articles at the time as a shy and pudgy kid. <laughs> and instantly when I read that, I thought of in um Stop it. I thought of the kid from Up. No. I oh my God. I didn't think well, of I that. Well, I got to help you cross something. That's so cute. I thought of <laughs> What is uh, Lord of the Flies? Oh, piggy. Mhm. So I thought of, but that is cute that you would think of fucking. <laughs> oh, dang, Glenn. Kevin? No, that's the Kevin. Bird. No, that's the bird. Wait. Oh, I don't remember. Roger. Mm. No. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Roland. God damn it, Jimmy. No. <laughs> how? How? I don't. That movie's not my Russell. God damn it. Russell. Roland was close. <laughs> that was really close. Roland from Schitt's Creek. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so he was a shy and pudgy kid. So he was with five other scouts and their troop leader when they left Camp Tuckwitz. Uh, they left that camp and they to hike up 11,500 foot Mount Sun. Oh man! <laughs> with one, with one adult. Yeah, just one troop leader. There was five, six, six kids. kids and one troop leader. Okay. And they went on this hike, which is the highest peak in South California. It's Mount San 
Gorgonio. Gorgonio. Oh I think that might be right. That's it looks right. Gorgonio. Okay. I mean, fuck, I thought what that I was That works for me. <laughs> if it's wrong, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, Jared fell behind the group, and differing reports have him either wandering off the trail, falling behind after stopping to tie his shoe, or being told to hang back from the troop. And they would collect him on the way back down from the summit. Damn. He, he was out of breath. He was. Uh, whatever the case, he was never seen again. Jesus. And his parents, they better have sued. Uh, I'm sure. When was this? 1991. That probably wasn't what happened. Maybe. There should always be a troop leader at the front and at the back. Yeah. Little book ends. A little book ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, rescue yes. teams... As far west as Malibu searched around the clock, eventually turning up Jared's backpack, some candy wrappers, beef jerky, and a camera. Twelve photographs were developed, mostly landscapes, but the last one was of Jared's eyes and nose taken after he went missing. Yeah. The camera was discovered in the same area as the other items, but after a 16-day search that included five helicopters, Rangers on horseback and infrared cameras, Jared Negret was never found. Oh, that one is so scary. I've heard of that one. And uh, I'll find the photo and I'll post it on the Instagram because it's pretty chilling. People say he was using the flash to get some light. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's nighttime in that picture, so it's like very creepy. It reminds me of those girls that went missing in... In Panama. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I can't stand not knowing what happens to people. Word. Ugh. Yeah, that's really fucking sad. Mm-hmm. So in 1981, Thelma Pauline Melton, also called Polly by her friends, was 58 when she vanished during her camping trip with friends in the Great Smoky Mountains. Polly was not exactly a normal candidate for a disappearing act for a number of reasons. For one thing, she had medical problems that caused her to hike at a very slow pace. She also was a happy, well-put-together person that no one believed would have any reason to want to disappear. Children don't want to fucking disappear either. What the fuck? I know, right? They get mad at their parents for something or what? Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, Simply put, it didn't seem like she would want to do something drastic. To make matters worse, Melton had been hiking the trail that she had vanished on for over 20 years. She knew the terrain, and it wasn't like she got lost. Perhaps that's why her friends were so alarmed when she vanished while hiking with them. Just like that, uh, with the other National Park disappearances, one moment she was there, and the next she wasn't. She didn't make any noise, and no trace of her was ever found. Um, they literally were walking on the trail, like her friends were, I think they were behind her, and she was ahead of them a little bit. She rounds the corner first, and when they rounded the corner after her, she wasn't there. That is terrifying. That is, dude. Oh my god. They were like, where? Unless she was like playing a prank, and then something did happen to her. I don't know. They were like, that would be she my dumbass. I would like hide in a bush to scare y'all, and then somebody just freaking. Or you me. fucking fall off the side of a cliff or something. <laughs> or yeah, it's too dark, and I freaking just fall right off. Just. <clears throat> That's fucking terrifying. 
that really is ew unless she really did just get freaking transported into space by a ufo like that and at first people were like well maybe she went back to um the where they were camping mm-hmm. and so they continued on their fucking hike and then when they got back they're like oh she's not here and yeah so was not good but they never found her so scary yes uh, okay, so according to Peninsula Daily News, Olympic National Park in northern Washington state, at least four hikers have mysteriously disappeared from the area in the past 25 years, one of whom was 73-year-old John Devine. In 1997, Devine planned to hike into the park from Mount Baldy. Uh, the trail is a tough 24 miles or 39 kilometers, and though Divine was elderly, he was also an experienced long-distance hiker. Divine was camping with his friend Greg Balzer, <laughs> <laughs> and they split up on the day that Divine went missing. Balzer went off to hunt while Divine took off on a day hike. Divine never returned. That's a little fishy. But anyways. I know. Did they fight that day or something? Did he kill him? And then, I don't know. Uh, The fruitless search for Divine lasted a full week until a rescue helicopter crashed and killed three people and injured five others. By that time, weather conditions had deteriorated, making the chances of finding Divine slim. Friends and family said that Divine wouldn't want to put people in danger on his behalf, so the search was called off. The search helicopter's crash is as mysterious as Divine's disappearance. Before takeoff, the pilot used a hand signal indicating that he was going to wait five minutes for conditions to improve before attempting to lift off. A moment later, the helicopter departed vertically without warning and crashed into the side of the mountain. Mm. Isn't that fucking what nuts? The? There was no like crazy wind current or That's something? That's what I was wondering too, but it doesn't mm-hmm. say that. Dang, I don't know. <gasps> what? It, well, this is a, not a funny joke, but you know how whenever I I told you how when I'm driving and I have to sneeze, I'm like, no, 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 because yes. I'm so scared I'm gonna like crash. <laughs> what if it was the hat? Stop it. <laughs> he's like, okay, we're good, and he's like, oh shit, I'm about to sneeze, and then it just came it and jerks freaking... the fucking joystick, and there they go. Right, right. You have to the... shut. You have to literally shut your eyes whenever you sneeze. So stop it. That is unfortunate. If yes. that's the case. Mm-mm. Some final destination shit. Yeah, or he started having a heart attack or something. But if they found his body, they would know, like, autopsy wise. At least if it was a heart attack, they're not going to know if he fucking just sneezed. <laughs> right, I know. It just looks like he just died on impact because, hello, that's what happened. But you never know. Okay, so nine year old David Gonzalez went camping with his family in San Bernardino National Forest. At one point, He asked his mother if he could go get some cookies from the family car. 40 minutes passed and his mother realized that David never returned and that the cookies he wanted to grab were still inside the car. He was never found alive again. His death is viewed as one of the strange disappearances in national parks. So a week after he went missing, his badly decomposed body was found only a mile away from where he went missing. 
mysteriously, the area was already combed days prior. So this means that the boy must have been dropped there by someone or something. An autopsy, an autopsy revealed no trauma and no overt injury. David Gonzalez was just dead without any reason or clue as to why. This already is baffling, especially considering the power of forensics and the skill of investigators. But what makes the case of David Gonzalez so strange is not his disappearance alone. It's the way the local authorities and investigators seem to handle the case. To put it simply, the police and investigators were flippant about it. Any questions asked were answered with vague replies, even when um, that dude before Polity's Mm-hmm. Um, asked authorities for records about David, he was met with hostility. Mm. The officials claimed that David was dragged off by a mountain lion, despite no injuries that would suggest that, that to be his fate. Uh, no one nearby heard David scream either. Doesn't that seem a bit strange? Yes. Authorities, in most cases involving strange disappearances, are wrapped with attention and will scour every last inch of terrain to find a missing child. However, when it comes to strange disappearances in national parks, many officials seem unwilling to fully to be fully honest and open. David's parents have gone on record to say that they don't believe David got dragged off by a cougar. They believe he was kidnapped and that he still may be alive somewhere and that the body that they found wasn't his. Some believe that authorities know more than what they're saying, and at the very least, it's clear that there's a lot more mystery and danger in the woods than we're willing to admit. Mm -hmm. And the lack of records, because national parks don't keep record of how many hikers go missing. It's like not a law. Um, Really? Because... no. I guess it's not, yeah, it's like an estimate, but there is on the National um, Park Service website um, a page of all the cold cases, like all the missing people that have never been found. And I think there's mm-hmm. like 20 something, four, no, I don't remember. I, I counted, and of course, I don't fucking remember what it's the number frac- was. It's probably a fraction of what actually. Yeah, people know or whatever. Um, I mean, imagine people that don't have family or friends, and so they just hike all the time by themselves. Then who's oh, going to no report them missing? Them missing. Yeah. Well, maybe their job. That actually happened. Um, I read about it on Reddit. But this man, they found his remains, but no one had reported him missing. Nobody knew who he was. It took fucking years for them to find out who he was. They finally found out. I think like at the beginning of this year, at the end of last year. They barely found out who he was, and he had been missing since, like, the 90s or early 90s. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Or he had been discovered in the fucking early 90s. But, yeah, they didn't – no one was looking for him. Right. Exactly. That's so scary and sad. It is. Oui. Um. Okay. Now we're going to get into some really crazy shit. Like, I've been building up, like, the weirdness factor. Mm. Yes. And so we've got one that's completely insane. And then the last one is uh, also pretty crazy. This one that I'm about to read, though, I don't know if it's completely true or not. But the last one definitely is. So, okay. So um, 
Okay, so we're going to discuss the disappearance and reappearance of a young boy known only as John Doe. Yes, I think I know exactly how to go with this. This is fucking scary. Go on. John Doe was actually mentioned on a George Knapp Coast to Coast uh, interview. And that fucking radio show I've mentioned and several other things that are like UFO related or like alien related and shit. Mm-hmm. So every time I see it, I honestly just picture like people with little fucking tin hats that are like <laughs> crazy. I don't know. But mm-hmm. so according to the interview, he was three, three-year-old mm-hmm. John Doe was last seen near a fly fishing river, and then he promptly vanished for five hours. A search party found him dazed but unharmed in the middle of a grove of trees. Uh, John Doe had a really strange story to tell. When investigators asked the boy what happened while he vanished, he said that he followed a woman who looked like his grandmother to a mountain. Mm-hmm. He then found himself in a room that had a bunch of motionless robots and weapons lying all over a dusty floor. Oof. The boy then claimed that he noticed a strange glow coming from the strange old woman's head. Ugh. And then, most puzzlingly of all, he asked or she asked him to defecate on a piece of paper. And then the boy claimed she got agitated and aggressive when he refused to do so. Uh, The woman then said that the boy was from outer space and that he was planted in his mother's womb. Uh, She then told him to go and wait in the trees until he was found. Mm -hmm. And no one has any idea where the boy was when he disappeared. And it'd be so easy to say that the disappearance of John Doe was just a child's overactive imagination However, there is something very bizarre about this disappearance case that gives credence to John Doe's insane story. His grandmother, who had gone camping with them, or him, uh, claimed that she was dragged out of her tent late at night. She woke up to a strange pain in the base of her neck and found two small holes near the back of her head. Mm -hmm. So what happened to young John Doe? While many strange disappearances in national parks can be explained by kidnappers, it seems like one of the more believable explanations here is really out of this world. Mm, That one, I heard it's kind of different, but who knows if it was embellished or whatever. But I heard that on um, some YouTube channel like last week and ever since. That gave me chills listening to that story. Like, Mm -hmm. um. The only difference was that three weeks went by until – because when they found him, they didn't really ask him any questions. They were just relieved that they found him. And three weeks later, he was talking with his grandma, who he was visiting, and was like, I don't like the other grandma. And she was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, she's the one who took me into the cave. And she was also like, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, when I went missing that one day, I followed you to a cave, but you were shiny 
Yeah. Like metal. What the and fuck? then inside the cave, there were a bunch of other people that were just staring straight ahead and weren't moving or talking. And there were weapons along the wall and cobwebs on the people and they weren't talking. So I don't know what was wrong with them. And she's like, what? And then he was like, yeah. And she asked me to poop on a piece of paper or like some kind of pad. And when I didn't, she told me to get into a bush and I would be safe there. And then that's where I was found. And then she told, she's the one who apparently told the police that in this version and they were like puzzled obviously and then she mentioned that uh she went camping separately with her other elderly friends and she passed out on a trail and found a laceration in the back of her neck oh no so it was all separate which made it feel a lot more credible but i mean either way this is just bizarre like a a child could make this kind of stuff up but it's like why you know what i mean and it says he was three like that's weird he's only three yeah he's gotta know what he saw in order to describe it i don't think they really can grasp every single possibility i don't know it's weird it was really weird unless it was like a dream state he was in or something who knows they're cloning people in the woods dude Mm -mm -mm. all right so my last uh story well this is not necessarily the last but it's the last uh disappearance we're gonna talk about as far as like one single person um and this one gets pretty crazy too not as crazy as that but it gets pretty crazy um okay so and this kid uh his name is dennis martin he is Mm -hmm. on the cold case uh page on the national park service website Mm -hmm. and he's from 1969 oh so yeah i was like oh god um Okay, so six-year-old Dennis Martin was on a camping trip near the Tennessee-North Carolina state line with his family in the summer of 1969. It was an annual Father's Day uh, tradition. All of the men in the Martin family headed to Smoky Mountain National Park to camp and hike. Dennis and his brothers had planned a prank on the adults. They were each going to jump out on different sides of the campsite to scare them. It's a pretty typical prank that should have ended with some startled shouts and then a lot of laughter. The laughter quickly ended, though, when they realized that Dennis was missing. Family, park rangers, and other hikers spread out to search for Dennis almost immediately, but he was nowhere to be found. The search party lasted until night when torrential rain, torrential rain, <laughs> washed away any scent that could potentially be used by bloodhounds to find him within the subsequent days the fbi the green berets the police and just about every other form of official aid was dispatched to find dennis martin but no footprints or articles of clothing belonging to him ever showed up the search for martin became the largest in national park service history what's really bizarre about this case is the government reaction to it the leader of the FBI group who organized the search committed suicide for unknown reasons. That's always sketchy to me. Word. Word. Um, another special forces member by the name of Harold Cleveland later issued a statement in 2014 in which he says something paranormal must have been afoot. And, oh, I know. Huh? What? I said, ooh, I know. That's what I think. Here we go. Are you ready for this? 
Yes. Okay. In a statement that he sent to News of the Weird, he wrote, Our special forces are never called to assist in civilian operations. That falls to the local National Guard and approved by the state governor. The fact that they were armed as well is another huge no-no. During my command and every other mission, I was aware of... Oh, every other mission I was aware of, we were not allowed by federal protocol to do either. Something is very wrong with this missing kids scenario. I've done some research on this case, both while on active duty and after my retirement. The inside facts of this case depict a frightening investigation. Bottom line is that searching started within a few minutes of the boy's disappearance and lasted three months with every resource imaginable being deployed. Don't even start with... The terrain was difficult, holes and caves and cliffs and creeks, etc. Our special troops can find almost anything, anytime, and in any terrain. We have the highest technology available worldwide and easily the best training and real-world wartime and mission-specified experience that the normal civilian populace can scarcely imagine. After studying this case, the fact that no trace of the boy was ever found is mind-boggling. The Green Berets that were tasked in this search were there for a specific reason. They were armed for a specific reason. I can't and won't say why because my oath documents won't allow it. But I will remind you of these facts. Nationwide, there have only been four occasions where the special forces were brought in on a civilian missing persons case. Two of these involved a possible armed perpetrator The other two were this case and another similar to this about three years later and regionally nearby. This is out of thousands of missing cases since the early 60s when our special troops were born. Oh, my God. So, right. It can't be like for defense against an animal or something because that's too normal Mm -hmm. for the special unit. But So, in other words, there's something potentially terrifying living in the national parks related to all the strange incidences. We civilians don't know what it is, but judging by the note that he wrote, we probably don't want to know what's out there. With that being said, Mm -mm. I know that I sent you uh, some TikToks on this, but for those listening... At the beginning of 2021, which I honestly thought it was the beginning of summer this year, but apparently it was like earlier, Uh uh, videos and theories about feral people and national parks and wilderness areas started coming out of nowhere on TikTok. Yes. Oh, my God. So from the few articles that I've read or seen that even mentioned any of this shit or like even entertained the idea at all. Um, There was one that um, talked about the earliest being January 25th. A user named Ariel, her uh, handle is at the present believer. She posted a video about a strange experience she had in the Big Bend area. And of course I lost my shit. I was like, Big Bend, oh my God. Yeah, oh my God. Okay, but listen, I'm going to play the video for you and then I'm going to... A recap, I guess, for people that okay can't hear or whatever. All right, mm-hmm. ready? Yes. 
Story time on the screams. Last week, my husband and I and our daughter went camping at Big Bend National Park. On our fifth night, we decided to stay at the lodge in the basin to take showers and do some laundry before we went to camp some more. My husband made spaghetti and then accidentally dumped it into the sink when he went to drain it. So we were on the patio lake pouting about our dinner being ruined. All of a sudden he was like, shh, what is that? And we started listening and all this chaos had broke out and there was like multiple screams and I couldn't tell anything apart at first. And then this lady was like going on and screaming and all of a sudden I could hear like, we're going to die. And then there was more screaming. And I mean like primitive screaming, just like ah, along with like words. And at one point she said, um, I love you. I thought she said John, but I wasn't sure. Just know that. I love you. Just know that. Then this kid screamed, Mommy. Sorry. And then there was a man screaming, and it just kept going on. At one point, they said, help, and call a park ranger. Sorry, I'm shaking. So we called the police. They directed us to the park. It has been offered to drive up to the cottages, which were between us and the trail, and there was nothing. Everyone I asked the next day was clueless. What? Yes. So... So in her video, she claims that she was camping with her husband and daughter in Big Ben. Uh, later, on their fifth day, they stayed the night at the lodge in the basin and hung out on the patio. At one point, they heard multiple people screaming off in the distance. Then a woman screamed, we're going to die. And then Ariel claimed the blood-curdling scream went on. And finally, she heard a woman's voice saying, I love you. Just know that. Uh, she also alleged that she heard a child screaming mommy and other voices saying help and to call a park ranger. Ariel said that they immediately called the police and a park ranger, but they found nothing. And she explained that they asked about the family the next day, but none of the park employees or park rangers knew what she was talking about. <sighs> yes. So, But who went out there to check? I would have wanted to go too. Well, I'm going with you. What I heard in the video, because it like is a little bit choppy, but I think she says that her husband offers to go look too, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they were I'm curious close by, but like, they could no one could find anything. Oh my gosh, creepy! That is really fucking scary. So, um, okay, so then it be, the, after this, like other people start posting like videos or whatever, and then the hashtag feral people becomes like a thing. Mm -hmm. And then from that, it like stems off into like crazy shit. Like um, it stems off in like specific areas. And the main one that I saw a lot was Appalachia. Yeah. No. Wrong turn. Appalachia. Appalachia. Is it? Is there a difference? There yeah, is. There is. And I fucking literally watched the video too where she's like, it's latch, like latch a key or some bullshit. Okay. Instead of Appalachia. But I still fucking question myself every single time. Appalachian Mountain. App I think that ch is what's fucking me up. Right. Okay. So I have more videos for you. Ooh, creepy. Okay. So, uh, oh, and then a lot of people were getting really pissed that other people were saying this. And I will also um, share a video with you or let you listen to a video of um, basically the, like, the fucked up part of why, like, everyone's saying this kind of shit or whatever on TikTok but uh -huh. first I wanted to entertain the idea for a little bit. But anyways, here we go. Here's uh, so everyone was getting like really fucking heated about it. But there were other people that were like, 
listen, you don't fucking have to believe what I'm saying, but I know what the fuck I saw out there. So fuck you. Right. So mm-hmm. here's one of those. First, it's gonna it's a stitch video. So like there's the first there's one girl that's like bitching about people talking about it, and then there's the girl that's like, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. So here we go. Why is this happening? <laughs> you stupid content creators. Everyone's been talking about how people go missing in the Great Smoky. Hey, Bestie. Another person who grew up in rural Appalachia here. And I don't know if you're outside the Cherokee or the Pisgah or what national forest you're outside of, but I grew up outside the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. I'll let me show you. Okay, that red dot right there is Spence Field where Dennis Martin went min- missing. There's Cades Cove, and I grew up right here in Townsend, right right about there. And I don't consider myself a content creator, but I did go to lots of old-timers days, and they all talk about it. My father was a park ranger during the Dennis Martin search, and my grandfather was the mayor of Townsend. Mm -hmm. And they all said that there was something going on that they weren't telling us. And all the old-timers said, there's people out in the woods that'll get you is what they would say. They'll go out in the woods, they'll get you. So, sorry, bestie. And that's it. But, yeah, so she mentions uh, uh, Dennis. Yeah. I think there's one more. Oh, yes, there's another one. Okay, so then there's one more video of someone. She said Appalachia, didn't she? Yeah, she sure did. <laughs> so... This lady is talking about how they lure you to them. Like, they lure you to the woods, like these feral people, supposedly. But, okay, yeah. And this is also in Appalachia, so here we go. (sighs) All right, y'all been asking for it. Y'all want to know how the cannibals and the ferals um, and the people that are in the mountain bait you so that they can trap you and devour you. Well, here it is. I'm going to break some shit down for you. And before y'all come at me, let me just tell you this. I know this to be true for a fact because it is my bloodline. I'm not going to tell you what specific bloodline that is or where uh, specifically the areas are in which I hail from. But I will tell you that this is the fucking truth. Okay? So if you don't want to know any of this stuff, I highly suggest you just go ahead and swipe right now. For those of you that are still here, here we go. Yes, cannibals are real. Yes, they fucking are. Uh, mountain people, yes. Cannibals and ferals, yes. Um, and one of the things that they do to bait you in is to leave some shit in the trees. So if you see a plastic bag with some random shit in it and it is tied to a tree branch mm. and you keep following this trail of plastic bags with different contents in them and it doesn't make any sense and you're like what the fuck is this uh just pay some attention to it because it's going to be leading you further and further into the depths of the woods and on the mountain and before you know it you're going to lose your way so then get you back to their comfort zone and their spot now another thing they do is um is they will set traps of like holes in the ground dig holes in the ground and um and make it so that when you are going to investigate one of these bags you step into a hole and you cannot get the fuck out 
Uh, Are you stuck? If you see what looks like wind chimes hanging from a tree branch and they're made out of bones and teeth, uh, go back from where you just came from and don't go any further because you might be dinner and your bones might be hanging next. Ooh. There are also bear traps if they can get a hold of them. Most of the time they don't have them, um, but those are sitting out and about too, so you best be mindful about that stuff. Um, you know, just regular little traps like that too will be set out and about. There will also be remnants or pieces of rope or like netting made from rope. And that is meant to snatch your ass up. Now, they're going to get all of you. So if you're in a group, yeah, you're, you're all going to get it. It's not just one. They're not going to leave the rest of the group run free. But they do like the chase. Ew. There you go. <laughs> Ew. Terrifying. Yes. So that was... All right, oh shit. Um that was TikTok user uh Granny Witch Annie. And then the one before that was uh Worldwide Web with two Bs at the end. Hmm. Um Okay, so yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot. I got one more. One more. This one is really fucking cool. This one is um, TikTok user Chronicles of Olivia. And she made like, uh, you know how people do like story time and they'll do like parts or whatever. Well, she did it like fucking cinematically. Like she did. She fucking turned them into like a YouTube series. Um, nice. Yeah, and it's about her experience with what she fucking ran into in the woods. But this is the very first one. This is like the trailer for it. So <sighs> I figured I would just play this for y'all to listen to. Are you ready? Yes. When I was 14, my mom and I camped at a remote alpine lake in the Olympic Mountains. People have gone missing near the area where we camped, and they've never been found. Two teenage boys were chased by something unknown in that area, and they lived to tell the story. I think people don't realize we really don't know what's living inside these national parks. The photos I took that day are controversial, and other people have taken similar photos to what I took by the lake. I truly believe that you don't need to see something to know that it exists. And I know that that day I was being watched because I could feel it. The FBI and the National Park Service, they're keeping secrets from us. They know what's going on. And they don't want us finding out. Yeah, it is. Okay, so yeah, that is terrifying. I still haven't watched the whole series, but um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the fuck she has to say about that. Regardless if it's like something that can be explained, something is going on, and she's absolutely right. There's secrets out in these woods. Yes. Um, 
Ooh, I forgot where, but I remember seeing a TikTok of someone exploring and they went into like a cave and there were like hundreds of shoes. Oh my God. I remember that shit. I screamed. I thought they said that that was part of human trafficking though. Didn't you send that to me? Didn't I send that to you? I think so. Yeah, I think we saw it. We both saw it. I don't remember who sent it, but yeah, that's a possibility for sure. Or, you know, it could just be that during the heavy rain season, um, lost shoes just all happen to end up in the same cave. But that's pretty suspicious. Mm-hmm. Now I have something that, like, debunks kind of... Um, the cannibal theory? Yes. <laughs> and, oh. like, the feral people thing. And it also talks about how it's, like, a problem that everyone's, like, talking about this shit. But um, here we go. Okay. Oh, I thought it was gonna start. So the story is about feral humans in our national park, or less conspiracy theory, more folklore. These stories are really popular talking about the Great Smoky Mountains and the Appalachian Mountains. And a lot of it comes from the fact that there are people who live in both of these mountains, but they're not feral cannibalistic people like the TikTok videos. The folklore will tell you. One of the theories is that these stories came about as a way to disparage the poorer class that lived in the Appalachians. Because Mm -hmm. some of these areas, even into the 50s, didn't have running water or power. And there's still some people who live in the Appalachian Mountains now without running water or power. Another theory of why these stories came out is moonshiners as a way to keep people out of these areas in which they were illegally Mm -hmm. distilling moonshine. So these stories coupled with disappearances of people in national parks have led to this cannibalistic, like the hills have eyes, house of a thousand corpses style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I Hey, we didn't say all of them were cannibals, okay? Right. Um, yeah, I think the cannibal part is dumb. Um, I think, I mean, if people don't like, if they're extremely, extremely poor and they have lost their minds, I mean, who knows? It reminds me of that movie. I don't, you probably haven't seen it, but because it came out in like the nineties. Um, but it's called Nell. Oh, with uh, Jodie Foster. Yes. I haven't seen it, but yes. I do. Yes. I remember watching like feral. It was, it was a very, um, like the movie stuck with me for a long time when I was little. I was just so fascinated by yeah. it. Which is weird because now I couldn't even imagine sitting through that movie. But mm-hmm. um, okay, so after all of that, there is one more possibility that I want to throw at you. Okay. A Wendigo. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's oh my gosh! How did I not think of that? Yes, and for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure you mentioned it in another episode, right? Like one of the cryptid episodes. Yeah, in our cryptids. Yeah, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So Abby mentions it there, but uh, basically the Wendigo it comes from an Algonquian Native American folklore, and the exact details vary depending on who you ask. But for the most part, it's a creature who hunts and eats humans in the woods. Um, I like the, the, one of the stories that, um, it was once a human that went crazy and like started eating people and then it turned into a Wendigo. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
story. Yeah. Once you start uh, hitting like starvation, it'll start calling to you. And if you give in to those ideas, then you become one. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I want to know why. There's nothing left. Like there's no bones. There's no nothing. Yeah. And why? Like, let's say an animal does take off with some one of them. What yeah. the fuck? Like, why is no one screaming? Why can't you hear screams? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Unless the Wendigo calls to you in, like, a familiar voice, then why would you? You know, you go well. Oh, the- see? And then that's why it could be a fucking Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Or, or uh, if it is the feral people that live in the woods, they have, like, some kind of decoy or like a child or something and then you just get knocked out and there's no time to scream you know yeah well i was about to say like treats or something but like why the fuck are they gonna get treats if they're like feral people that don't go into like civilization yeah they wouldn't have anything like that that's why that woman was talking about just bags of stuff and holes in the ground because they don't even have bear traps yeah so what do you think uh, is going on I definitely think um, children might follow a rabbit or something, but that doesn't explain how quickly they get like meters above the ground. Word. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's definitely – it ranges from animals or animal attacks to literally feral people that are eating children and then dispo- like using everything, every part of the body as if it's, a, it's an animal. Right. So – I don't know. And that's interesting because I just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning and I'm going to watch Blair Witch Project. So this is all coming full circle with the hanging bones and teeth and stuff she was talking about. Well, you Um, need to watch um, because the reason I got this entire idea um, besides the videos that I had seen on TikTok or whatever that were freaking me out. in an episode of American Horror Stories. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Dude, Isn't he good? It is good. really good. Yeah. The last two episodes were a little iffy, but the last episode that I saw was literally about this, was about cannibal feral people living in the oh, forest. so creepy. It was yeah. really fucking crazy. Um, I liked it, though, mm. but it was, it was pretty crazy. It could have been better, but, I mean, they did the best they could. Right. Well, cool. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wrong Turn, of course. Hopefully everybody's seen Wrong Turn. I've literally only watched that movie one time. I watched it over and over. My mom and I love that movie. <laughs> Maybe um, I'll watch it tonight. What's the other one? Oh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Your little uh, palate cleanser before bed. <laughs> so you don't have any nightmares of you running through the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is so scary but the idea that somebody's calling for help and when you go try to see what it is they just take you is so yes. scary because i mean Ooh. curiosity there's another there's a cryptid that i've been seeing on like native american tiktok or whatever like um that it whistles like it's not like the oh. it's not like the lechusa but it's something else that whistles back to you or like a skinwalker situation. I don't remember what the fuck it's called, but like there's there there'll be like I don't remember what one of this dude was doing. He but it was night. It was like the middle of the night. He I think he had just gotten off work or some bullshit, and he was like walking mm-hmm. to his house, and he's on the reservation, and he's like, 
Um, I've been hearing this like weird shit over there and he's like, I really shouldn't, but I'm going to do it. And he fucking whistles and something whistles fucking back. Oh, hell. And then a little bit later you hear gunshots. Like somebody else had heard it too. And they shot at whatever it was. They went or they went out there and whoever was whistling shot them. I don't know. But I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to look it up real quick. never know. Mm. Neat. Um, yeah, this whole thing is eerie. I was literally just talking with my friend Megan on Sunday about missing four one one. Oh yes, and, and that's also like, yeah. She was like, "Not much gets under my skin, but that freaks me the fuck out." And I was like, "Yes, dude." She talked about the second one that there is. I started it, but I need to finish it. The the hunted four missing four one one. The hunted. There's two different documentaries now. Um. Missing 411 and then Missing 411, The Hunted. And it talks about specifically hunters that go missing in the woods. And it doesn't make any sense because they're hunters. Like, you know, they know what they're fucking doing out there. So that sounds even scarier to me. I mean, a child, like, yeah, sad, terrifying, whatever. But they're likely to, you know, wander off or whatever or get kidnapped. But a grown person that's actively hunting constantly knows where to go and what to do. So right. it's weird. That is really fucking Wait. creepy. So I got to finish that too. <clears throat> I don't. Okay. Well, I can't find All I can find is the skinwalker or something else. The Kinney or right. something. Well, just remember, humans are the scariest monster there is. You are what they're capable of. Correct. Capable of anything, those people. Those people. Um, I know. I don't want to put it that way. Uh, because he is right. I mean, it it is a way to um keep people out of those areas if they are moonshine or even human trafficking or doing anything illegal that they don't want people running into Mm -hmm. and reporting. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's also giving a bad, you know, reputation to the people who do choose to live there or are living in poverty and have to live there. Um, well, and even so not good. Uh, there was another TikTok that I did not save, um, but there was a girl saying not only were they like doing the whole like classism or whatever, they were, yeah. you're, they're also like hurting the, um, the area in general. Like if a lot, a lot of those places rely on, tourism and if people are fucking scared to go there then you're fucking shit up that is true yeah Mm. very very true interesting wow creepy I just know that if an animal were to drag a body, alive or dead, there would be fingernails, teeth, blood, blood flesh. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what else could uh, – because other animals could probably eat those pieces or collect those pieces and take them back wherever. But within the amount of time – because if I'm not mistaken, they take like at least a, do- at least a dozen people and scan – entire areas like in a fan kind of Mm -hmm. formation Mm -hmm. so they don't so nobody misses anything Mm -hmm. so the fact that there's nothing being found is just so weird because clothes take a long time to deteriorate so it's like if anything else there's gonna be a shirt or a piece of fabric snagged on a branch or something so it's just like if it was an animal like there has to be blood like the animal holding on to the fucking person Mm -hmm has to mm-hmm. bite down, it's, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, and it's like clumsily pulled along. It's not like a Yeah, I don't know. you'd be it, able to it see It almost seems like it's 
Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, um, what's it called? But, Disturbed, uh, like trees yeah, like and plants and dirt and shit. Yes. Um, grass that's laying down because something's yes. been sat mm-hmm. on it. Just weird stuff like that. But it just seems to me like if if it's a person that's gathering people, they would be more meticulous about making sure they don't leave anything behind. Right. Right. Well. Mm hmm. We may never know. The world may never know. How many licks? Mm, I'm glad you knew exactly what I was talking about. I did. Um, oh my gosh. Well, that was that was really good because I did not know what to expect. And it's so weird because literally Sunday I was talking about this, so I was excited you covered it. And yeah. that one story with the robot grandma. Uh-uh. The robot grandma, yeah. I heard about that and I was like, that's disturbing as hell. I don't want to think Fuck about that. It yeah. makes me feel icky. <laughs> yeah, as soon what as that it said they resembled the grandma, I was like, nope. I wonder if now, if that kid is older now, if he remembers, like, it, or if he's like, yeah, I made that up. <laughs> right. Just a on the internet. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't want to say anything. He just is like, yep, saw that. That happened. <laughs> Uh, creepy Mm -mm. well darling well guys all we can do is just follow our instincts and try to be safe out there Um, try to hike together with someone else make sure you're fully equipped to call someone for help if anything happens to you but by all means, keep going outside, keep getting exercise, just, you know, be aware of your surroundings, don't get too confident and comfortable and uh, taking shortcuts and this and that, because you never know when you're going to walk right off a cliff and nobody's ever going to see you again, so. But anywho, oh my gosh, so I will get um, photos from you and from what I remember talking about. Uh, I think his name was David, no, the one, the little boy scout who took that uh, photo. I'm going to find that photo and post that. And um, we're still getting stories for our giveaway slash contest. So keep that in mind and make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already and you like what you hear. And thank you guys so much for listening. So did we give you the creeps?